Hey guys, this episode of Happy Sad Confused is brought to you by our friends at Loot Crate, the monthly subscription box for geeks, gamers, and pop culture nerds. We want to believe with the revival of the X-Files that we've all been waiting for, there has never been a better time for an invasion. An alien invasion, that is. Packed with the thrill of an extraterrestrial encounter, this month's Loot Crate features exclusive items from the X-Files, Alien, The Fifth Element, and Space Invaders, including a contest-winning shirt and a terrifyingly cute plush. So hop into your power loader and grab your flashlight because the loot is out there. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it, guys. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash happy and enter the code happy to save $3 on your new subscription today. Hello and welcome to Happy, Sad, Confused. I am Josh Horowitz, testing out my new uh, greeting. Do you like it, Sammy? New voice. Was that a new voice? The way I said hello? It was like, hello. Oh, that was before it was like, hello. I was doing my vocal warm-up live on the podcast. I just was not expecting that at all. Well, it happened and we're living in that world right now where I made that weird sound. 2016 is going I'm trying out new voices this year. Uh, Welcome to Happy Second Fused. I am Josh Horowitz. This is my podcast. This is where I chat to cool folks. I was going to say, and Sammy, but no, you're a cool folk. Oh, thank you. Well, calm down. Um, <laughs> this week's guest on the show is um, the exceptionally talented, the uh, tall, dashing young man that is Donald Gleason. Dominal. No. Dominal. That's an Dominal. easy mistake to mis- mistake to make, but you shouldn't make that mistake because it's just flat out wrong. Uh, it is spelled D-O-M-H-N-A-L-L, but it is pronounced, for the record, Donal. And we all should know that because he dominated 2015 like no other actor, maybe outside of Alicia Vikander, also a guest on Happy Second Fused. Um, <laughs> uh, no, Donal was in four films, and not just four films, four really great films uh, this past year. Um, you can probably still catch him in a bunch of them. Ex Machina came out early in the year, uh, showing up on a lot of people's 10 best lists. Uh, Brooklyn, uh, which is one of my favorite films in the year, was on my top 10 list. Uh, her and Sersha Ronan. That's another one. Yeah. They another. only cast people in Brooklyn with unpronounceable <laughs> That's names. That's true. Um, uh, of course, also in The Revenant, which he came in specifically to promote on this podcast, which is the new uh, Ina Ritu film with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. Um and that's an intense ride of a film. And then, of course, Star Wars, Star Wars The Force Awakens, which uh, I've now seen five times. Uh, and, oh, well, yeah, I had to see it again one more time before Donald came in. Oh, you did? Just, just yeah. Just to get to it in To really there. focus on his character. Kind right. of true, actually, I did. Uh, he plays General Hux, of course. And before we go any further, let me say this. Yes, there are Star Wars Spoilers. I guess you could call them spoilers. Also, by in the, the way, though, it's been out for like almost a month now. I, I agree. I don't want to look. If you've had uh, have a busy life, if you have a life period, unlike me, maybe you haven't gotten around to it. That's cool. If you have it's a life fine. period. You're not listening. That's to this true. <laughs> no. What are you saying about my listeners? They are awesome I'm people. Just kidding. Um. No. But uh. So yes, we, we do get into some Star Wars spoilers in a funny way, like some silly questions that are really um. Uh, Donald's hysterical. I, I I think he's awesome. I've interviewed him a bunch this past year for all those movies, and um, he 
he also interesting we you'll see like the whole interview is pretty lighthearted but um we talk a bunch about his sketch comedy uh past. Watch did, out, you, did you know he had some sketch uh, comedy in his past no he um yes he has kind of like a co-writer and he's made a lot of um comedy sketches for charity um and if you go on to youtube as i did in my copious research i found some re- legitimately really funny sketches one of which we talk about extensively throughout the podcast and i'll warn you right now another reason to um get away if you uh, are not into scatological humor is we talk there's a sketch in which he um he poops into <laughs> a, a a bottle he doesn't actually you don't see the poop calm down I'm calm. Okay, you don't seem calm. <laughs> I'm just like you're absorbing the moment because I feel like you're like trying to be so like nice delicate and, and nice delicate about it. About it. Shits in a cup. Yeah, but like also, I feel like the listeners should know that every single time Josh pitches anything, he immediately goes to a poop joke. So it's, it's like he's true. pretending There's to be so like delicate about this, and then the second this goes off, you'd be like, "Let's do a sketch." <laughs> Anne yeah. Hathaway poops on the office. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me get a pen. It's <laughs> amazing. That was good. <laughs> it's true. I have no problem with poop humor. Whatever. So you were, what all to say is you were probably extra excited about it's this. It's true because I already loved him and I think he's super charming and super talented. But then when I was looking up his sketches last night and I, I found a really good poop sketch, oh, I was like, oh, four years old. simpatico. <laughs> this is my soulmate. Um, and we will, by the way, we will do an after hour sketch. We talked about it a little bit um, during and after. So um, there's that. Um, Oh, I also want to mention. I'll keep. I'm going to keep this in the. I'm not going to edit this out because um, Michael can feel shame about it. Michael, who you've heard on the intro to the podcast a bunch, another mm-hmm. close collaborator on After Hours and other things here. Um, we were filming this uh, interview for MTV, so we had cameras on, and um, uh, Donald spotted uh, Michael on his uh, phone uh, device of some sort during the interview, and he gives him a little shit for that. So that's what you're going to hear when he lambasts a crew member that is poor old Michael who was a little distracted for a moment. And no one's seen Michael since. No. <laughs> he has been eliminated. He's no longer a problem. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All is forgiven. Uh, he said he was checking the time. Maybe he was. Let's give him that's the benefit of the doubt. I got like 30 text messages from Michael this morning. Like, <laughs> Saying, ugh, yeah. boring interview. Help oh, me. They're talking about poop again. Get me out of here. Um, so if you're into Star Wars and poop or either or, this is the podcast for if you're you. into star wars and poop <laughs> together then then this is the mother load that's the after hours so to speak <laughs> um no this I, I had a blast with this one you guys should check out uh, honestly i would recommend any of those four films they're four of my favorite films of the year if you uh, had to pick one um brooklyn ranked highest on my lists of like that quote-unquote official list i put out there um so you're the, under the list but uh, but truly they're they're all they're all great and uh, um i asked for just one okay well <laughs> fine uh, <laughs> you've only seen two two of the four right you saw i've only seen two ex machina and star wars okay and ex machina you were con- you were trying to convince me yesterday. i don't want to talk about it <laughs> sammy was trying to convince you it was based on a play which is just not right any nyu drama students out there can you back me up <laughs> so one clap yeah <laughs> It's like my dad. <laughs> she was right. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but not much else to say uh, for this week except to say um, we can tease next week's show because it's been taped and uh, it's another charming and young, talented actor I've talked to a lot over the years. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz is on the podcast next week. So What a gem. She's great, right? You were there for that one. Yeah, she was really... She's like cool cool time gal if cool, you want to hang out with her. Way too well adjusted for a 19-year-old. Yeah, last and she's was a not. very nice voice. 
She does. Listeners will enjoy her voice. Okay, but that's next week. We'll get into that yeah. next week. Chloe, Wait till you hear Dom Nahal. I mean, yeah. T- <laughs> speaking about beautiful voices, that Irish, that Irish Sarsha Ronan-like voice. <laughs> is that your Irish? Yeah. That was my Irish no, accent. Don't worry. I'm not. I don't do speak in that voice for the rest of the interview. Um, <laughs> so go see the Revenant. It is now out wide, as they say in many theaters. And while you're at it see Star Wars for a tenth time and Ex Machina and Brooklyn and and, and give Donald Gleason all your love because yeah, he deserves it. And search YouTube for that poop clip. Yeah, just Google or yeah, YouTube, um, Donald Gleason um, hilarity, I think it's called hilarity for charity is like the name of his like benefit thing. You'll, you'll, you'll find it soon enough. Um, but enough about other things to look at. Mm-hmm. Get your ears ready. Here we go! I'm Here. so excited! Oh. Oh, all right. Here's Donald Gleason. Party time! <laughs> uh, for the record, and for the record, we're podcasting too. Okay. All, your full audio is going to be preserved forever. Good lord. It's going to be okay. okay. I should have done my vocal warm-ups. No, it's okay, Donald. Okay. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. I was doing the math. Um, we've talked a bunch of this last year because you've been a very busy man, and I'm mm. obligated through my job to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're sort of a high-class prostitute. <laughs> Who said high-class? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. But in terms of just watching your work, I think I legitimately – I think I – I spent about 20 to 25 hours of my life last year watching your films. That's way too much. That's way too much. That suggests you watched a few of them more than once. I may have seen Star Wars five times. Okay, that'll do it. Okay, <laughs> Brooklyn twice. Yeah. Um, still my first Revenant, but we're going to get back to it because it's an amazing piece of work. It um, uh, And Ex Machina a couple times. Yes. So it's been, it's, been, it's been a fun uh, ride to at least tag along with you through these yeah, adventures. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm happy. So, um, first of all, in my copious research, uh, because we've never had this... This, this research? <laughs> Don't look at my cards. Don't look at my cards. Lord. Here's the creepy you thing. You couldn't even print them out. No, here's the creepy thing. You what I do... You as I was in the bathroom. What I do is, for the podcast listeners, we're looking at my horrible questions. Um, I write them out in my, my like six-year-old handwriting. Yeah, yeah. And then I circle I every... this stretch. <laughs> And then I circle every single question. There's no point to it. Like, I circle literally every single question. There's one missing. Can I read no, the one no, that you isn't can't circled? Do that. It's, it's long takes. Long it's, takes? It's, it's, it's just the long takes. You didn't the, circle that one well, no, well, I don't know Sorry, why. I don't want to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> kind of do. Let me see what this. No, you're not. All right. Um, but in my copious research, because I'm familiar with your work, obviously, evidence of the 25 hours, but... Um, <laughs> On the YouTube, if you go into the Donald Gleason hole, uh, mm. I, I, I watched you. Don't phrase it like that. <laughs> well, it'll be appropriate when you see where yeah, I'm going. Don't type that into YouTube. Because <laughs> some weird stuff comes up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I saw you uh, poop into a bottle uh, last yeah. night. Yeah. You know, in Ireland, I get, I get recognized for that about as much as I do for everything else. Is that true? That's true. Well, that, this has not permeated the American culture yet, and it needs to, and I no. want to help spread the word of this. Please do. There's some hilarious sketches that you've oh, done. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I did, uh, yeah. So I wrote, a lot of those sketches are ones that I wrote with my friend for a TV show called Your Bad Self. Myself and my friend Michael write comedy sketches for that. Yeah. For Your Bad Self. And then, and then we did a bunch afterwards that are kind of dirtier and more... Uh, Penis-based. I was going to say, it did, 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 and it was totally cool with me, but it did go to the, those places. I mean, the Is one with the your dad. No, I've only seen, I watched three. I saw okay. the one with your dad, the talk. Where he's explaining sex to me. Oh, my God. My actual father. Oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> Rehearsing that was the funniest thing ever, because he thinks, he he thinks it's something very 
it's pretty weirdly sexual, but he thinks that he understands it to be something different. Exactly. And I realized that's how I was conceived. <laughs> my mother's also in the room. Is that not your actual mom, is it? No. Okay. No, that's a brilliant actor called Kathy Belton. She's wonderful. So oh she, she did us a favor. But that was actually to raise money for the hospice where my grandparents died. Oh my God. So both simultaneously really sweet. Like we raised like $75,000. Yeah. Amazing because they really, you know, need money and, and all the rest of it. And then weird because, yeah. like, this is for my grandparents. <laughs> Let's talk about fingering. We're gone now. Let's talk about fingering. That is strange. That is strange. I hope you siphoned off a little money for your psychiatric bills, which are no, no doubt very high. For my father. My father's <laughs> psychiatric bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took plenty. Yeah, the, the, I saw that, the poop one, and I saw the, the paper cut, which is oh, yeah. amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, so yeah, is I'm that something you liking. still keep coming back to? Or are you going? Oh, you need to do more sketch comedy. Yeah, we'll it's do amazing. more this year. We raised, yeah, we raised, like, because we raised, like, 75000 the last time, and, like, it cost, I think, about 3000 Like, I paid for them just to get them made. Everybody right. Kind of work for free and everything, but like there's still money involved getting it done. Right. Um, so when when it makes like sense that the money we would put in would, you know what I mean? You yeah. get enough out on the far end of it that it's not better to just give the money to the hospice in the first place. Right. Well, so we'll, we'll yeah, but we've got like a couple people said they'll do sketches for us and stuff, which you is have a couple of really cool people. So I think maybe we'll go back and do that. Well, FYI, my, my other my other side of my life here. I mean, you've seen my interview style, which is borderline not a style. Yeah, but um, six year old, you said. Makes sense. <laughs> But I do. We do a lot of sketches. It's called After Hours, and I do a ton of oh. sketches. You're invited anytime you want to participate. Let's, Let's do, do something. It. Okay, next. You'd time. have to give a a donation to the hospice. I like uh, happily of some kind of body li liquid or like an actual I was money. Say Ten dollars, but then that makes me just sound so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> 40 is about my $40. cap of what I can afford now, so that's perfect. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, done, done. So um, when you look back, okay, well, I know a lot of people are talking to you about this past year and this exceptional run that you've had of like some really crazy, uh, awesome films. Does it feel like happenstance or just like, I mean, were they all scheduled at the same time to kind of come out this way or did it feel like, oh God. Star Wars were like, when can we release yeah, exactly. the for you? <laughs> we just want to make sure that your maximize. career benefits. Yeah, because is Brooklyn, can maybe we could stick it in right after that? <laughs> Oh, Christmas week. Okay. This worked out perfectly. No, no. They, um, it, it's just totally coincidence. Yeah. Like, Revenant took like seven months to do Star Wars. I was only in for a few days, but that was right before the Revenant. So right. they were close together. But Brooklyn was before that because Brooklyn was in Sundance this like January right, right, right. a year ago. And then Ex Machina was done before, also you know, before that. So like it's they were shot really far spread out, and then it's just coincidence. They look, I look like I've been more busy than I have been. Yeah. Do you, I mean, are you worried uh, that you know Jude Law that was the brunt of um, Chris Rock a few years ago at the Oscars? Oh, yeah. You could be the the Jude Law of this year at the Oscars. I think Jude Law is great. I'm I'm more than happy to fulfill that. But <laughs> I think Jude Law is probably at the Oscars. That's the difference. <laughs> I, you I, might didn't get an get invite. I didn't get an invite to the Globes. I'm not going to the Oscars. Oh, God, that awkward. I know, it's not right. <laughs> it's not right. You, uh, so you go from Star Wars straight into yeah. The Revenant. Is that an yeah. odd headspace to, you know, to change, kind of rejigger the kind of work you're doing, the kind of environment you're in? Yeah, it would, actually. I mean, I, but it worked out really... I didn't, you know, the, the dates on Revenant were difficult to work out because it was such a long period of time, and yeah. I was doing a play in the middle of it, and it had to work with the end of Star Wars. So I didn't know, you know, it was like a... You know, kind of touch and go for a while. Sure. The first. And then, and then when it happened, actually, I was into it so fast. Like we started with like this, uh, like a boot camp thing. What are you laughing at? No, I'm just. I don't know. I don't know. This is me I'm in serious. I'm mode. still this thinking about you pooping serious. into a cup. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Okay, sorry. I shouldn't sit. I should that won't make you think like that. Um, <laughs> we'll get your head. Don't worry. It's okay. It's all good. Okay. Boot go. camp. Yeah. And so, because we started with the boot camp, once we were into it, it was like. 
oh, okay, this is a really, there's no time to think about, yeah. to think about stuff, you just have to do it. And that was good, I think, for the so part. The, the script as it comes to you, I mean, does it like come with like a disclaimer, an attachment, a sticky that says, by the way, this is going to be hellish and that's the intent? It should have done. It should have done. <laughs> or did that read in the script? In the script where you're like, okay, clearly this is going to be No, even in the in script, I, I, the script was just like, a, weirdly, and I think this is the thing that's difficult to explain to people, that like, it just, all the stories about The Revenant that I've heard that are kind of out there yeah. are like how horrible it was to shoot and how difficult it right. was and just how gruesome and there's all this crazy. I actually find the film quite uplifting. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, like, and I, it doesn't feel nearly as long as what it is. I feel like it really, there's a rollicking aspect to absolutely. it. Absolutely. You're on a rollicking yeah. So when I was reading the script, that, like, it was really like a page turner. Yeah. Which might say, if you see the trailer, that might sound weird, I think, possibly. Yeah. Um, so no, it hadn't crossed my mind. But then Alejandro just t like was kind of pretty direct with us about how difficult he wanted it to be, and then it was even way more difficult than that. He doesn't seem like the kind of I've interviewed him a couple times, but even mm -hmm. and also reading the, the way he talks about his approach to filmmaking, I don't think he doesn't coddle actors necessarily. No, he does not. Is no. that is that something that again takes acclamation? Is that something that like his style was something that you got off on in a way and enjoyed? I mean, what was give me a sense of working on that. Uh, um, how would you describe like it? First of all, it's very inspiring yeah. because, because he does like demand so much of everybody, himself included, and pushes everybody to a place where genuinely you're like, wow, uh, like if, if, if I get there, it'll be amazing. Right. There's a possibility that I won't or that somebody else, you know what I mean? Like just because you're being asked to do so much, you're, you're not being asked. You're kind of just being directed to say, give that a shot. Right. When you achieve that, you feel very, like, the, the high is huge. On the way home, you know the way, like, the days when work doesn't go well, the ride home afterwards is horrible. Sure. And we had, we had plenty of those, like, because we were shooting in this, like, hour and a half of light in the evening. Like the magic hour all or day, whatever, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, or tragic hour, panic hour, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, depending on how well the day went. Like, as you're building up to that, there's yeah. this adrenaline of, like, before a play that you get, like, okay, like, you know, we have to get it this time. Yeah. We can't just reshoot or keep on going. That's interesting to me because I feel like I've often talked to actors also that talk about like needing to be in kind of like a very relaxed state in order to like get it to where they need to be. Yeah. So is that contradictory or kind of, can it work both ways? And that like no, you have to get like you, what you have to do is like find that moment of zen and be prepared enough yeah. and have everything like this weird dance. It's like you know like the, your first time learning a dance step. Yeah. Like we had to learn like Irish dancing when I was a kid. You know, and so doing all those was really really hard. And you can't do anything except for trip over your feet for the right. first kind of few weeks. And then when you can do it and you begin to be able to talk and actually enjoy yourself and not express yourself, that sense too, whatever, but like really enjoy it, yeah. then it becomes something else. And so that's what you're doing every day is you're getting the steps down to make sure, because they're all choreographed, a lot of it, in terms yeah. of even how, how you move around, get around the camera, where you're going to be at what time. And then you begin to be able to relax into it. How long was the Irish dance sequence that was cut from the film? And when, is it, should I stay through the credits? Super long. Was it, it was super long. It was super long. Originally, they were going to have an intermission and they were going to screen it for people. And then, but I was also going to tour around the country. Oh my gosh. And just, and just, and do the dance for people. That would have been wonderful. Yeah, I don't know why they canceled that. <laughs> Market research. And idea. I don't know. It was just odd. Um, uh, yes, the Irish dancing scene was cut. Although I did play the fiddle. You did play, oh yeah, so let me ask you this, I'm curious. <clears throat> you work with some amazing, I mean, Will Poulter, Leonardo, mm -hmm. Tom Hardy. Um, 
again, some really interesting personalities in there, too. I mean, yeah. t- scale of 1 to 10, how crazy is Tom Hardy? Let's just get that out of the way. And He's, I don't mean that in a negative way. I, it, it could, a number won't do it. Right? Like a word. Super. Maybe that would. Maybe that would <laughs> he's an eccentric it. man. Um, I guess so. I, yeah, no, he is. He is. But he's... Like, he's gifted. Amazingly so. That makes him sound like he's also simple. Um, <laughs> simple uh, Jack from Tropic yeah, exactly. Thunder. Yeah, no, sorry, that's not a good word. Uh, no, sorry, maybe cut that. Okay. But, uh, you know, but, uh, but, uh, but he, he's amazing. And the places he goes to are incredible to see. And uh, so there is crazy, really differing personalities on set. Yeah. And that's one of the great things is when they all come together. And that's also the other thing. It's not like you can be selfish on your take or you can like mess somebody else up when you're going because when it's going, we're right. all in the one shot. You're not doing like overs and right. doing that sort of thing. Um, so that meant that everybody had to be on the same page when we were going. Even if you were totally against the other person, yeah. you're fighting for your guy. But it's within the constraints of this scene. I don't know how boring I am. No, but it was, it was just it's, it was it's, interesting. So I'm curious also, in terms of Leonardo, I feel like I, <laughs> I'm, I always either see him either intensely like researching or doing something on a film set, or he's on a yacht somewhere. Have you been on, ever been on a yacht with Leonardo? Can you, have you gotten that no, invite? No. What, you're trying to make me sound desperate or pathetic? <laughs> Which I'm just, one? I'm just, well, I guess I'm hoping that you can no. join the, the, the group <laughs> and have some fun. weird way of getting me an invite. Yeah, um, and then hopefully me by extension eventually. <laughs> it's all no, selfish. Also, I take home, John. I love uh, the water. Um, <laughs> I can't swim. Leo! <laughs> what a wonderful story, me. Leonardo. Yeah. If anyone, I want to save me. The paps would love that. <laughs> um, you is, and your little... Anyways. Is, uh, is there a blooper reel from the, the film? The Revenant? There what could that, easily what would that look be. Like? There could e- well, the thing was, <laughs> there were like laughs to be had, like lots of them, because everybody there is also really funny. Yeah. Like Leo's really funny. Tom is really funny. Tom knows some great jokes and tells them really well. Will, like all those guys were hilarious. So there was lots of fun to be had, but like you could feel this hour and a half yeah. coming where if you don't get to that place and also the weather's changing all the time too so like you don't just have to be ready to do it as is if like a blizzard hits or everything suddenly goes really icy or the snow begins to melt right you also have to be able to do it during that hour and a half in those precise conditions yeah exactly yeah. so uh lots of last to be had but not so much during the hour and a half when you would screw up during uh, a, a, one of these me or uh, hypothetically one? if, when if one, one would, would screw up right when, I when, prefer it that one DiCaprio yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> not again yeah. when one would mess up a take and and whether that's like moving to the left instead of the right yeah. or literally getting the wrong the line wrong would you stop it or was it just sort of like keep it moving and maybe they that didn't could stop work too like, often yeah like what they was the biggest mistake dare I say that you made if you did make one that, that you were kicking movie. yourself for uh, no I don't know I um um there isn't one that stands out in my head where I was like, you know, like if you tripped and fell over in a right. scene, you could almost be guaranteed that was the one Alejandro was going to use. Right. So you should keep going. You don't stop ever. Like, you know, no one calls cut except for Alejandro. Got it. Uh, and no one stops doing it except for Alejandro. And I, that's, you can feel that, you know. But it, again, it's the same as, as doing a play. Sure. If somebody messes up, it's up to the rest of the people there to work to around that it. Yeah, the, to integrate yeah. it and to make that work. And sometimes that energy ends up being really amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 
it, they were actually pretty forgiving of if, okay, a step here or a step there. Right. It's like everyone understood we were in crazy conditions. Um, but it was also like, and you got to know the process a little bit better as it went along as well. Let's talk a little Star Wars. Sure. It's been, I've seen it five times. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Why is that a surprise? You're the, re- you're the, you're the reason yeah. that's like number one. That's great. I'm $50 of, that is of you. the yeah. billion dollars I made in a weekend. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's an amazing piece of work. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, 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 well, talk to me first about getting involved in it. Was it a meeting with J.J. and Lawrence Kasdan? Was there a script or did you know? It was all those things. Yeah. It was a meeting with J.J. and Lawrence Kasdan, which first of all was just really exciting. J.J. obviously is wonderful. Lawrence Kasdan has been like a legend in the business for an incredibly long time. Um, meeting them was a huge thing. But like, uh, I don't know if I told you before, like the the the, the no, he told table, me nothing before. The table I asked you 15 oh, yeah. times and you oh, never said anything. Oh, that's right. Anything. Yes, yes, I lied to your face, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the thingamabob, the table read yeah. was like the day after my meeting with them. So it's, the decision had to be made that evening. And so I was like, I feel weird signing up for a job and not reading the script. Sure. That felt... I, and, and then they said, well, the script is inside. You can read it. And that was really nice because a lot of people, you know what I mean, unless you were absolutely doing the film, you know what I mean, you weren't allowed to read the script. So that was uh, nice of them to let me read it. And um, are you checking your phone? <laughs> Are you checking your phone? No. He, just for time. We are just talking, for time. We are talking about Star Wars. Get, guys. You've got a watch. He's got a watch and he's checking his phone for... Yeah, right. Guys, get that's on the game. That's how, the I, game. That, that's how I know when my answer is boring. No. Right? I just see the guy just... <laughs> Gaze around. At least it wasn't me. <laughs> you should do... Like those really like... Hmm. Just check. I the feel like it <laughs> seems like it's, no, no, it's time working. is moving really slowly. Good lord, <laughs> time has slowed. So wait, did before? Okay, so in this kind of gray area, when you're about to like say yes, and they finally show you the script, had they? What did they describe the character as to you in the initial meeting? They said uh, he wanted power, and he was intent on getting it. That he had a cool speech, and that. Uh, you know, and uh, and that that was it, really. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were talking about the film a lot and what they wanted it to be and what it was going to be, and that was fascinating. And like, really, you want to do stuff that's different to what you've done before, and you want to uh, be part of things which are really good. And like, it felt like it had a really good chance of being really good. Did, did you did you follow the rumors along the way? Because I feel like at some point there was conjecture of every character who everyone was going to play. I feel like there was, oh, he's he's obviously going to play Luke, Luke's son or whatever. I mean, were yeah, you I got aware? Asked, I got asked that question because I got asked that question a couple yeah. of times just out and about, and so I yeah I was aware that that was a thing. But you can't say you can't even give a wry smile to any question right. about Star Wars. Because if somebody says, oh, I'm pretty sure that maybe you kill that other guy and then he stabs you back. And if you're like, then they're like, oh, my God, that's a tale. You know, like, so so you've got to be careful with that. Um, I have some burning questions after having seen the film five times that I feel like only you can answer. Oh, no. Well, I won't be able to answer them. We've been through this before. But now we've, now, I've, now the movie's out there and we can talk no, about it. No, but you asked me questions about Star Wars. The history me and Oscar. of Oscar. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Did you fake it that you're ignorance, or was that an actual was that actual Star Wars? Ignorance? No, I'm not good. Once I do something, I forget everything. That must be convenient. That's it's nice. good. It's actually really good for moving on to the next job. <laughs> it is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what are ventral cannons? I'm not. Uh, look, what are the ventral cannons? What do you think they are? Because it's one of my favorite. You want to get really aggressive? It's what <laughs> do you think ventral cannons are? <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines of the year. What is yeah. it? Ready the ventral cannons? Uh, um, the ventral ca- something like that. It's fantastic. Get the... Get, get, get those ventral cannons. Where are those ventral cannons? Yeah.
Time for a quick break to tell you that this episode of Happy Sad Confused is brought to you by our friends over at Loot Crate. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or pop culture nerd? Well, then this is the subscription box for you, my friends. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items of gamer and pop culture licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com happy and enter the code happy to save $3 on any new subscription. We want to believe with the revival of the X-Files that we've all been waiting for, there has never been a better time for an invasion, an alien invasion that is packed with the thrill of an extraterrestrial encounter. This month's crate features exclusive items from the X-Files, Alien, The Fifth Element, and Space Invaders, including a contest-winning shirt and a terrifyingly cute plush. So hop into your power loader and grab your flashlight because the loot is out there. With exclusive items from the uh, X-Files, Alien, Fifth Element, and Space Invaders, plus some classic sci-fi goodies, we can tell you this, yes, the loot is out there. Remember, you have only till the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it, guys. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com happy, enter code happy to save $3 on your new subscription today. Oh, this occurred to me. Speaking of the read-through, mm. so that picture came out, and mm. there was all this conjecture. So now, having seen the film, what did Mark Hamill do during the read-through? I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that, but what he did was cool. What does that mean? Rye grinned. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, is um, is Supreme Leader Snoke a giant or a tiny man? Hello? Do we lose audio? Do we lose Donald? Oh. Check your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the answer to that? I'm not. I, I can't tell you anything. Tell me the circumstances of making okay, the big speech. Yeah. Tell me the circumstances of that, because that I feel like you obviously have to go for it in something like that. That's a big moment. Yeah. And you're, like you're pitching it at a at a you know a high level. Yeah. Does it? I feel, I would feel like like what are you looking at? Like what's the circumstances? They had they had loads and loads and loads of stormtroopers. Oh, did they? That helps. So yeah, because it gave you a sense of scale about how many people this is supposed to reach and 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 what it's supposed to do to people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the fact that he says, you know, you know, would you have built? It's supposed to be a very proud moment for everybody. You know, like in rabble rousing, exactly. despite the fact that it's about to cause untold chaos. Like right. so, so that was uh, that was really useful, and I was so happy they did that. Right. That they got in so many, you know, extras and all that sort of stuff. Um, do, do we know Hux's first name? General. <laughs> that, what a, that's a coincidence. That's oh, yeah, so it's, it's, not, it's General it's, General Hux. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And the reason he's risen up through the ranks so quickly (laughs) is just because his first name's General. Yeah. Because you don't want to be General Lieutenant Hux. Yeah. 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 I guess that would work. That would would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But what's like the lowest rank? (laughs) And foot soldier General Hux. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not gonna. That's not gonna cut. That might explain his anger towards the world. That was the thing that JJ talked about was the fact that he was young and that the fact that he to if. For anybody to get to the top of to a position like that, you yeah. have to have really. I mean, it goes for politics or anything. And he's obviously moved up through the through that side of things. Right. You know, that to get that high up at any point in your life, it yeah. means you have really been. I mean, you have to have cut throats in the way up, basically. Exactly. And to do it to be get there younger, it just means that there's a level of ruthlessness. Yes. And, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just and all that matters is one thing. Um, which, and then a paranoia which goes with that, because if you've done that, right. then that means that there are probably people who 
don't like you so well, much. And, and you know how diabolical, if you're that diabolical, you know everybody else's. That the world can that. be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're protecting, you're protecting your place all the time. You're totally. not just got your eyes fixed and going up. The thought of going down is like the worst. Totally. So I, I really liked that. You know, I thought that was kind of interesting. You, you and Kylo are an adorable pair. It's, it's, it's a sweet, it's a sweet uh, relationship between the two of you. Yeah. Are you talking about Hooks and Kylo? Or are you talking about Donal and Adam? No, I'm talking. I don't care about the real people. I'm talking oh. about the, the fake characters in my fantasy world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The best world. But was that? But uh, was that kind of fun to establish that? Because that is that's the key relationship for your character in the film. Mm, that's what for you're, sure. What's you're working off of? Yeah. It's kind of from both sides in a way. Yeah, because obviously, obviously I'm impervious in some ways. I mean, to, to talk like that to somebody that powerful, I think, suggests, you know what I mean? Like, just you just think, wow, okay, so they're not, this isn't as straightforward as it might have been. Right. You know, and, and I really, really like that, just in terms of a dynamic moving forward of that not being set in stone. I think that that was really important. And then also somebody who can challenge him. Right. You know, Kylo doesn't get all his own way. I think that's important, too. H have you seen the script for the next one? Yes. <laughs> I mean, the actual no. pages or just the cover page? They just show it to you from a distance. No, right no, I've, I've seen the scripts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. Ryan's, like, he's great. I mean, honestly, as, I mean, I obviously love The Force Awakens, but the fact mm -hmm. that Ryan is doing this, and, and, and that a way, like, we, we're now, like, we're reset. You know, Star Wars is in safe hands, and now someone yeah. like Ryan can kind of, like, screw with it in a weird way to a degree. If he wants to, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, but he's, like, he's just, he's a proper filmmaker. I yeah. think that's the. That's what you want, you know. Yeah. You want real filmmakers making them, and I think that that's just super, really, really cool. So, uh, so let's go, go, go back a little bit um, in terms of your development as, as an actor and as the wonderful young man that I see before me today that that pooped into a bottle once. Um, how you doing? You know that 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 that, that we that was fiction. <laughs> that wasn't a documentary that you saw. You have to understand that your images have power, and that when you commit something to film. They will have repercussions. What is it? What's, on an what's the thing in the social man. network? The oh. internet's not written in uh, 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 pencil; it's written in ink. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So I wrote that poo in ink. <laughs> That's a yeah. whole other sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the sequel. Yeah, yeah, like Blood Brothers. You know the way they write like a death note in their own blood. A whole other level is to do it in <laughs> dipping. So. Were, uh, did you spend a lot of time on the set of your dad's films growing up? Like, were you... <laughs> just weird segue, but sure. Um, <laughs> um, no, I didn't spend a lot of time, but I, I got to see uh, a big army thing where they were firing lots of arrows in Braveheart, which was amazing. Yeah. And I got to see him on the set of a thing called The Treaty, which was a thing where he played Michael Collins. Oh, nice. Uh, who's a kind of an Irish... Uh, he, was, he was a leader in Ireland. Sure. He, uh, who fell on one side of the treaty, which was very interesting, but he was a very powerful figure. My father was playing him, his hair was dyed, and I, oh, you know, it was like weird seeing your dad in a different mode. Um, so they were the two that I remember, and I remember there being free biscuits. And you said, this is the life for I me. I am in. <laughs> Whatever it takes, okay. whatever it takes. But that's not necessarily how it panned out. Obviously, like it, uh, you, I mean, it panned out eventually. But like, it took you a while to kind of decide that you wanted to. You think I should? You, you're like, you're like, what were you doing for since you were seven <laughs> until you were twenty-two? Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> wasting time. Exactly. Eating biscuits, losing the weight. No, no, it was. Uh, yeah, I didn't really want to. Why? Why is that? I. It was. Uh, I've got a feeling the face I just did was probably ridiculous. Uh, the, 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 it, it just, I knew that it could be cool, yeah. but I also knew that it was, would be a really difficult life. Like the odds of making a living as an actor, yeah. being able to pay rent, are much lower than in most other 
right. jobs. Yep. Like the, the percentage out of work at any one time are just through the roof. Yeah. And so, and also my father was well known and was brilliant. And, and you don't match yourself up against your father. That's kind of, that would be stupid. But it is, you're like, you know, you want to create your own path or whatever. And so I, I was interested in writing and directing because I loved films and I loved telling stories. Stories, I, you know, yeah. when people tell me a good story, I'm so happy. Right. And whether that's like a sketch or whether that's a full feature film or it's a book or whatever else, I'm just, it just makes me so happy. And I thought may, I'd be really interested in doing that, being involved in that. And then I read a script by Martin McDonough, and it was just like the best thing ever. And that was the play. That was that was the, the play that I didn't, uh, yeah, that I ended up doing in New York. Yeah, and it was like that was I was like I could do I could do this. I think I could. Yeah, so that was kind of exciting. And I mean, talk about turning points. I mean, you get nominated for a Tony that's a mm. hugely celebrated play and performance. So that's yeah. kind of immediate validation, and you're you're hooked on the biscuits and the validation by then, I would think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. And it wasn't just, like, it wasn't like a hook that was, uh, you know, it wasn't a specific, they weren't specific hooks, they were general hooks. Oh, no. No. No, no, Donald, no. Why would you do that? <laughs> How long was that building? I felt like you started... Somebody said it to me by accident the other day. <laughs> I was talking about the hooks that I needed in my apartment, and they were like, no, no, you don't need bathroom hooks, you need general hooks. And, they, and it was an accident. And so I it saw the opportunity, with... but I took such a long way around. <laughs> it only works with your accent. Oh, I couldn't do it. No, it, it, it didn't even work no, in my accent. Well, something happened. I know. We yeah, were all yeah. there. We all witnessed that. <laughs> Is it colder in here? <laughs> it feels like it got colder. So what were oh God Almighty? What were um, so what were the <laughs> what were the films and stuff that you were uh, obsessed with as a kid? Then, like what you talk about loving storytelling. What were what was your jam? What were you into? Um, I remember I I remember not being able to watch ET again because I felt so like it, it made me feel so deeply when right. I saw it. That I remember thinking, I'm not sure I can go through that again. You know, yeah. like Bambi being the same. I loved Mary Poppins. Um, loved Mary Poppins. Okay, I, I think that's, that's a, a little strange. Like you, you like really loved. I loved it. not the film, <laughs> the woman. Um, I'm looking for my Mary Poppins. Yeah, exactly. Instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah, where's your massive bag with all the stuff inside it? It just goes on forever. Um, uh, I, yeah, so I, like that was, and then anything which made me laugh, anything which Wait, made me laugh. They're doing the Mary Poppins movie. You could do the whole Dick Van Dyke thing. They're remake. They're Aren't remaking they? it. Yeah, I think they are. Jeepers! Whoever's got to take over from Dick Van Dyke, that's going to be, be tough. You could be a good chimney sweep. You could do it. I could. I would love that. I would. I would love to be a chimney sweep. But that Jeepers! That's going to be difficult. Well, you're, well, in your way, you said Jeepers. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's I'm already that's, a character. That's half the audition. Chim chimney. Chim chimney. That's going to be tough. Um, uh, <laughs> So okay, Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, so I, I loved those when I was, you know, when I was when I was a kid. Like I loved those, and then uh, started liking bits of sci-fi and, um, yeah, like the Coen Brothers. Pretty early, I was like, because I was just, I was hooked on that. <laughs> What would you say? Yeah, no, you should cut that earlier bit because no. that's the worst joke. Because <laughs> I knew it was and I kept going. I thought if you I committed. stopped talking now, I, I didn't really, though. <laughs> there was pity, self pity in my eyes. Um, yeah, the Coen Brothers, that, that, that way of, of me, of me, like Miller's Crossing was like, yes. So funny. And then, and then I, like, I still think, like, that re- that relationship that kind of is like the, the, between the two of them, Joel and Ethan. You're saying, or in that film? In, no, in the film, in yeah, the yeah. film, like the, the the kind of three thing between yeah. uh, 
you know, I just thought that was amazing. Um, yeah, they're kind of the best filmmakers going and have been for yeah. quite some time. And you got an opportunity to work with them mm. in True Grit. Yeah, so, yeah. And you'd already worked with Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. much uh, heralded A Dog Year, was it? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's wonderful. It is. Okay. He's brilliant. He's brilliant in it. Of course he is. He's, yeah, he's, he's always brilliant. I know. I know. That's kind of what it comes down to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love True Grip, by the, by the way. Mm. That's another brilliant one. Was that, by that time, had, I mean, did you ever kind of go through the stage of kind of like getting over nerds? Because it's interesting that like you start your... I'm just thinking about the terrible joke. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Thinking, I'm thinking about you pooing in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good thoughts. It's all positive. Sorry, what was the what was Well, I guess the question is like you start your career... Um, Doing off Broadway or Broadway is Broadway, I guess, for Tony's. So yeah, yeah. Um, and you're that's a major kind of. I was production. in London first. Okay. And when I was 19, and then I finished college, and then like and like two or three years later, I went to Broadway. It was weird. Got they it. like took people from d different roles from the thing. I guess my question is like, when did you kind of like get? It, that's a huge way to like break into the business, and like you didn't. It sounds like you didn't really have an opportunity to kind of like work out the kinks and like get over your nerves. What and, are you trying to say? <laughs> To get through all your kinky, yeah, just, whatever, no, it just, it just fetishes, seems you know. like you know, like yeah, it just seems like you never had an opportunity to develop. No, I didn't mean that. It just I'm, feels like you sit here. I mean more like nerves. If I was like starting acting, I feel like the first. If I no, that's the that's the crazy thing about youth. You know, I read the script and I knew the script was amazing. Yeah. and you feel bulletproof. Right. You know, there's like in this. Um, Judy and Casablanca is on a bulletproof glass. Like that's mm. just what it is. It's like uh, you just you just feel in pervious yeah. to everything because you know it's what you love. Right. And so if other people don't like it, that has to be okay. So you walk out with a certain feeling of invincibility right. when you're 19. And, th and then... Now you've been beaten down, though. No, no. And th <laughs> after that, there's, like, there are, when you start dealing with... Because every job can't be written Martin by McDonough. Martin McDonough. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, so then you're like... Then you realize that you're really... That you really put yourself out there every time. Right. And that you can fail. So coming off of that, for instance, I mean, you weren't failing, but you weren't getting the opportunities, it sounds like. No, and like some of the jobs were... I were doing, you know what I mean? Like just the, the quality wasn't as good and that's okay. Like I, 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 that was where I start, went back, like reversed to where yes. most people begin and had to do that. And it was really weird because in the back of your head, there's this peak. Yes. And you're like, but I know that I can it. do that if I, you know, I know if I can get an opportunity. Uh, but I, but I, I wasn't good enough or I didn't get the opportunities, but I think maybe I just wasn't good enough at enough things right. to go to, to stay up there for a while. So, so it, it was like it was climbing back up. So it's a horrible metaphor. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. I guess then, you know, analyzing it as clinically as possible, was it Anna Karenina that kind of like got you back in, in terms of like, okay, now I'm getting the material of There was the a level. couple of things. I, I had done that sketch show, which weirdly was great because I thought, actually, I think that I'm okay at this, right? right. Um, I had done a film called Sensation, which is a very big deal for me. Yeah. Because um, it was my first right, lead. Yeah. And then, and, then and, uh, and I got on very well with the director and it was a very close relationship and I saw what a relationship with the director can be like in terms of just, you know, building something uh, together and sure. challenging each other at the same time. And then Joe did push me into a different level and a different area of what I was comfortable doing right in terms of just opening yourself up to being in love or you know what I mean uh, 
uh, and doing those sorts of roles, which I didn't really think I'd ever be considered for. So that was a that was a massive thing. About time, which uh, I know you have a lot of pride in, and I'm I'm a big fan mm. of that one. And it has thank you. Um, you know, it didn't do the commercial success it should have done here in the states, but like I feel like yeah, it's found its audience or it is finding. Its it audience, seems right? to have people. To, people talk to me about it all the time. It's really nice. Yeah. So, so was that because talking about kind of like exploring stuff that you hadn't yet and, 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 and maybe you hadn't imagined yourself as kind of like the quote unquote leading man or mm. romantic comedy leading man, but like stepping up into that role, that's a very specific kind of a performance and acting and role that very few people have been able to accomplish. And I think you did an excellent, excellent oh, job. Oh, thank you. But like, do you, are you always kind of thinking, okay, like what would Hugh Grant do? What would Tom Hanks no, do? No, you have or to do your like, version of it. Cause they are both amazing. Like I, I don't think, Weirdly, despite the fact that Tom Hanks has however many Oscars and Hugh Grant isn't like the most, you know what I mean, the right. top selling things ever, like, uh, I don't think enough credit is given. I mean, just in terms of how, di- how I guarantee they work like demons yeah. on getting to the place where it looks effortless. Well, because, yeah, they're, they're less chameleon-like than they are making it look natural yeah. and e- easy. Exactly. And, yeah. and so you think, well, I mean, they're just, they're just gifted. They're just really good at that one thing. They're just really good at that thing. And I don't think that's the case. I think it takes a huge amount of work. So, I, but you have to do your own version of it. So that's kind of what I was concentrating on, was trying to do a version in the film where it would be believable. Yeah. What I was doing would be believable and would mean something. So that took a bit of figuring out, you know. Uh, you just worked, or relatively recently worked with a couple of people I'm fascinated by. Tuck Lyman is another kind mm. of crazy, amazing, talented guy. Yeah, I know. He's, he's just, a, he's incredible. So did he do, because I know he, he's one of these filmmakers that is a little, you know, like everything's in the shot and everything's like fluid and that kind of thing. Was it that, I mean, I guess after, you know, Ritu, you're like, oh, I can do this, whatever. No, that's the thing is you get <laughs> challenged every time and like that's what keeps it so exciting, you know, like it, the challenge just keep on being different and so Doug is like just whatever is the best version get rid of what was there before and let's try the best version and then is this the best version and if not then let's get something better or try something different at least and I just love that I mean there's a like you say there's a fluidity to that but there's a chaos to that yes and he just embraces the chaos. He causes chaos. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you explode everything, maybe you'll find the little brilliant bits in there. Right. Another horrible metaphor. <laughs> You're a master. Good Lord. <laughs> what am I doing? Tom Cruise is in that one. Yes. This well, guy that's, could, that's, uh, that's the same thing. like, is always just going to, like, Everything else out of the, the way and let's just get the best thing. And, I, like, uh, that was really inspiring. I was only in, like, a couple times a week on that sort of thing. So yeah. it was good because you get, like, a break. Yes. Because once you walk on... It's go, 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 go. Best thing, best thing, best thing. And, but really good fun, actually. I think that film is going to be really fun, is, um, which is cool. So are you looking for some slightly easier jobs? Because you've had some, some tough ones in rewarding ways, but they've been tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it would be, yeah, you think, well, no, but you just want to be excited when you go to work. Yeah. Um, and nervous. I think you should be both those things when you're when you're going to work. So um, I did I did this comedy crash pad like in October with Thomas Hayden Church and Nina Dobrev and Christina Applegate who are all just oh, nice. brilliant at yeah. being funny and great and um, so that was good. I was it was nice to do that. That was a different sort of film. I feel like you could be a good um, casting you again. You've already got the Mary Poppins reboot. Congratulations! Thank you so um, much. I feel like you could just to play Mary. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can do it all. Yeah. Um, it's a one-man Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm dropping the chimney and then running over. <laughs> I'd like to see you the, um, the Woody Allen protagonist. I feel like you could that do that. That would be awesome, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I would love that. Are you a fan yeah. of Woody's? Is that something that... Uh, a huge fan of his work. What? Huge fan of his work, yeah. Fa- favorite Woody Allen movie? Or one or two? Oh. This defines a human I being. Cry- this defi- I, cr- this- I cried... 
on, I'd, I'd seen Manhattan before, but I watched it. and made the huge mistake of watching it on an airplane. And like weeping, I'm like yeah. look at me, like like real messy weeping. Oh God, she's gonna go to. Me. I did that with terms of endearment on a plane last year, and it was just like I w- it was just horrible. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Uh, but I know I'm like, uh, like Annie Hall is. Uh, but I went through a thing actually when we were making Harry Potter. I tried to wa- I tried to watch all his movies. Oh nice. That was the thing that I set myself. I realized I'd only seen two or three, so like I, I watched all of them. Um, so I, yeah, so I love. Well, as a comedy guy, I feel like you would appreciate. Have you seen Love and Death? Love yes, and Death is yeah, yeah, Love and Death is incredible. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, but yeah, uh, Hannah and her sisters as well. Yeah, so like anyway, they're all amazing. Um, as we wrap up, so what's what's coming up next? Do you know you're taking a break after you've shoved four films down our throats in 2015? <laughs> what, what can That's we? Disgusting. <laughs> It sounds like the uh, Samuel L. Jackson speech in uh, Hateful Eight. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have seen it twice recently. Warm so maybe is it's the blood. Um, <laughs> oh, God. No, it's not kidding. No, that no, way. no, it's fine. Uh, How many films am I going to see of yours this year? Uh, possibly none. What? Uh, I think Mina is... What am I supposed is, to do? Mina is scheduled. Yeah, yeah, what, 25 hours. <laughs> they only employ me to talk to you. I don't do anything else. Watch the rest of the sketches just on a loop. Okay. That'll be enough penis <laughs> jokes to last you a lifetime. I don't know. Um, I need a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think, because Mina's not due to come out until is Christmas, forward, I think. Yeah. And then and then Crash Pad, I'm not sure when it'll come out. Okay. Uh, they're editing that at the moment. So, yeah, I don't know. Perhaps Excellent. none. Perhaps none. And getting back to, to general, generally huxing soon, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk no, about all that no, stuff. No, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, that joke my money was just it. awful. No, it was fantastic. I thought I'd take a risk. And some, this is the Sometimes whole thing about acting. Some risks don't pay off. Clearly. <laughs> I know. And you have to be okay with that. You just move on with your life. So I'm gonna You're move not okay with it. You don't seem okay with it at no, all. No, but now Half I'm the okay the interview has been talking about the shitty you joke think you about, made. You think about how you let yourself down. You take that on board. You learn from your mistake. Are you going to be thinking about this tonight? Do, and then you, you fall just asleep? Like, no, no, no. I'm leaving it here in this room with you to stink up the place. I'm going to th- be thinking about you pooping tonight, so I want you to be thinking about Good General Huxing. That's whatever gets you off. <laughs> That's uh, fine. Don't know what's good to see you. Yeah, you too. Always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, here are some things you could learn by listening to the Cracked Podcast. Freon is actually a gas that doesn't exist. It's an artificial gas. It's owned by DuPont. 1900s hospitals had the reputation of being like frat houses. Sitting is the new cancer, I think. People who stand in their jobs have longer lifespans than those that sit. Steph Curry ran 50 miles over the course of 18 playoff games. Learn more mind-blowing facts by listening to the Cracked Podcast. Check us out on Earwolf.com, Howl, or your favorite podcast app. This has been a Wolf Pop production. Executive produced by Paul Shear, Adam Sachs, Chris Bannon, and Matt Gorley. For more information and content, visit wolfpop.com.